This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm so excited to have you guys here today because we have a wonderful guest. I'm chatting with Taylor Petrinovich from The Level Up Co. all about overcoming imposter syndrome in a loudly successful market. Taylor helps explain exactly what is imposter syndrome, how we can recognize it, how we can overcome it, and how we can even use it to our own advantage. A little bit about Taylor is that she is a wedding cinematographer and leads the Elevate Mastermind, which is a group coaching and mentorship program. She's also the host of the Level Up Your Wedding Business podcast, and I was recently just a guest on her show. We talk all about how to get your weddings published and featured online, and you guys can even click on the link in the show notes and listen after you listen to today's episode. I hope you guys love it. So a little bit of housekeeping before we begin today's show is that T with Janae has a brand new account on Instagram. You can come on over and follow us at T with Janae. There's a link in the show notes, so you just have to click on it and give us a follow. We'd love your support and we'd love to see you there. Also, we're looking for sponsors just like you. TWHNA is now accepting sponsorships for the podcast to help promote your work. And we love to partner with brands that align with our own mission of educating wedding photographers, including other educators, podcasts, products, services, and more. If you're interested, visit TWHNA.com to find out more and apply today. Love the podcast? We would love for you to leave us a five-star review after you've listened to today's show. Just click on Apple, swipe on up, and leave us a glowing review. We'd really appreciate your support. All right, you guys, let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest today. Taylor, can you say hi to everyone? Hey, everyone. Thanks for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. I was just on your podcast. So I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. It's like a nice symbiotic relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's a little podcast swap. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'm really excited to talk about today's topic because I feel like this is such a good one and imposter syndrome, like no one really talks about. So I'm glad we're going to like shed a little light on that. But before we get started, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you started your own business. Yeah. So my name is Taylor Petrinovich. The last name is kind of hard. It gets people sometimes. Um, but I am a cinematographer based out of Northern California. Um, I serve like the Napa, Tahoe area, and then um, like domestic uh, destination. So just kind of across the continental U.S., um, I started my business four years ago, so I would still consider myself like on the newer side of things. 
Um, but it's really fun to kind of be a part of the wedding community. It's such an amazing group of people here, um, you know, working in weddings across the world, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have my own podcast, like you mentioned, it's the Level Up Your Wedding Business podcast. Um, and I do some education stuff as well. That's awesome. So four years ago, how did you get into cinematography? Yeah. So this is always a funny question. Um, So when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I had a YouTube channel. So like, like a mom YouTube channel where I did like vlogs and reviews and things like that. And so I had accumulated some gear and um, kind of a very like base level skill set in video. Mm -hmm. Um, And after a few years of that, I decided that that kind of content was just really not fulfilling for me anymore. And my husband suggested that I start a business like making videos for other people. So it originally started as trying to make um, more like family films and like like maternity, newborn, things like that. But quickly realized there's not like that big of a market in the video world for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a friend from high school asked me to do her wedding. And I had never done one before, obviously. And I was like, sure, how hard can it be? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we all underestimate it, I think, in the beginning. But yeah. I did that one wedding and I fell in love and immediately like... Um, started pushing out marketing that year. So the wedding was in August of 2017 and I did um, five or six weddings that first like fall season. So, and then like a full 20 wedding season the next year. So just kind of hit the ground running. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Well, that's awesome. It's so inspiring. I'm sure a lot of people listening will be very inspired by that. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, I'm definitely a um, do it before you feel ready kind of person. So <laughs> Well, there's something to be said, you know, fake it till you make it. And you have to believe in yourself that you're going to make it. And that, and that kind of believes, you know, kind of requires a little bit of, you know, acting as if, as if you've already done it. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You have, you have to have that kind of attitude, especially to be a business owner, I think for sure. So I'm excited to die to talk about, you know, today's topic, which is overcoming imposter syndrome. And before we like, go into that and like your opinion and your thoughts about it and how to help people, you know, for those listening who don't know what that is, can you just share what imposter syndrome is and, you know, what it can look like for some people? Yeah. So imposter syndrome is basically just the belief that you're not as competent as other people think you are. Mm -hmm. So you, you think that other people think you're better than you you think you are, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when we were preparing for this episode, I did some Googling around just so I could be like as accurate as possible. And I found this really great definition. Um, it says, imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. And it's disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it's difficult to accept their accomplishments. And many question whether deserving they're deserving of their accolades. So I thought that was so um, interesting that it's usually people who are like high achievers who feel this way. Um, and I, I would love to talk about that um, here in a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Oh, gosh. I know. I mean, you know, where did we even start with this? I feel like, you know, why do we even have imposter syndrome? I think it's like just a really natural um, kind of feeling of that creeps in sometimes undetected with a lot of people. Um, and it may be tied into your personality. So um, I'm not sure if you like are familiar with like Enneagram stuff or if you're oh, you yeah. like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I'm a three, um, okay. <laughs> which is the achiever. And so I do think that personalities who kind of are more um, in tune with um, wanting high levels of success and like they feel their value as a human being is tied into their achievements, like may um, in- encounter this more often than somebody who, who that's not their personality 
to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, you know, definitely, um, amplified and magnified through the internet just because, um, things are just constantly in our face all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, there's lots of things that are kind of not great about social media, but I do think imposter syndrome is one of the biggest things that can, um, affect a huge quantity of people. Yeah, I, was, I, I totally agree. I would, you know, I was wondering like, is it because we're creatives? Are we too sensitive? You know, do we I, need a thicker skin? Like I, I the quote kind of hits home a little bit. It's like a high achieving personality or, pers- you know, architect type, you know, will feel this way. And I feel like that is so true because if you expect a lot from yourself, you could, you're the hardest on yourself. I, I, I That resonates for me because that's how I am. Yeah, so I don't, in my opinion, I mean, I'm not an expert here, but um, I don't think it's necessarily a sign that there's anything wrong with you. Like you need thicker skin or anything like that. I think Mm -hmm. that it can affect literally anybody. And it's more about what you do with those feelings um, that means the most. Like, are you going to back off and stop chasing your goals because you feel a sense of imposter syndrome? Or are you going to find a way to kind of push past them and kind of mute those feelings and, um, you know, keep chasing your goals anyways? I think what you do with that information um, is more of an indicator of your personality. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you think that people sit in imposter syndrome for a long time or is it something where you have like an overwashing feeling of it and then it goes away? I'm sure it spans kind of the spectrum here. I'm, I can only imagine how many people feel a sense of imposter syndrome and let that overtake their lives and they stop Um, you know, they stop chasing things that they really want because they feel like a fraud. Um, But I think that it can probably come in waves. And I think that's more likely. Um, So with myself, I mean, I feel imposter syndrome, you know, semi-frequently. And usually for me, it's like um, a huge success, a huge win followed by a huge um, down spike of like negative emotion. So like, oh, I just booked my highest paid client ever, like hooray, pop the champagne, right? And then like literally the next week, I'll feel so down about myself and be like, why did they trust me? Like, this is so much pressure. Like, I'm a fraud. I'm not even that good at what I do. Like, how could they possibly think that I can perform? Um, you know, and, and those things are not true. Like <laughs> they they booked you for a reason. They saw your talent. And sometimes I think it's um, just like a really self-destructive like thought pattern that can happen. Yeah. I, you know, um, someone said to me recently, cause I was having like a little bit of self-doubt and, you know, it's like, I was feeling this way or I'm feeling that way. And she said, you know, your feelings are not facts. You know, they're not, <laughs> they're not factual. They're just your feelings. So you need to sort of reframe your mindset to feel those feelings and then let them go. And it was such a nice way for me to really process that sort of like imposter syndrome for me, like, or those negative feedback, you know, things that I would say to myself, I'm like, oh, I need to reframe this or I have to catch myself and sort of get out of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I love that. Feelings are not facts. Like that's very powerful and like such a short little, um, you know, sentiment. Um, and I mean, that can apply to so many things, but especially this. Yeah, definitely. Also, you know, you mentioned social media um, a little bit, but I feel that personally, this comes up for me um, when I'm on Instagram for long periods of time. You know, I'll see other photographers or plant or people that I want to work with. And then I start feeling like, oh man, they're never going to, I'm never going to be as good as them or, I'm never going to work with that planner, you know, and then it's just, 
It's a, it could be a downward spiral. You know, I, I think you kind of touch on this, but you know, do you think social media is, is kind of to blame for, for most of this? Oh yeah. I definitely think that if you're like predisposed to feeling this, like it's going to be totally magnified by social media. And it makes total sense though, because social media is people's highlight reels. Like it's the best of the best that they're producing, that they're putting out there for you to see. And so like maybe it took them 100 frames um, to get that shot that is like Instagrammable, right? But like what you're not seeing is like all the other 99 frames that they threw out because they were not great. And so if you look at your own work and you're like, okay, well, I took, I mean, I'm not a photographer. So maybe this is like totally wrong with like the, the quantity of images. But you're like, okay, I took 4,000 images at this wedding and only 300 are good. Like that means I suck. Like, no, that's literally what everyone else does too, but you're not seeing the work that they're not proud of. Right. And so when when you compare, um, you know, your work when you're like totally in it and looking at it under like a magnifying glass, like you're going to compare yourself differently to other people who you're only seeing the best of the best of their work. Like they're not posting those overexposed images or ones that are not in focus or whatever. Yeah, no, I think what you just said, you know, you're seeing their highlight reel, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is people need to remember that, you know, on Instagram, if you're a photographer or I would think, you know, a creative, let's, you know, let's just be broad, you know, you curate your feed most likely, like you are putting out what you want to attract and it's curated and it's going to be your best, it should be your best work. So when you look at someone else's feed, you're looking at their best work. But what you said before, like when I was starting out, I mean, I didn't get every shot, you know, I still don't get every shot, but I, I get more of them than not, <laughs> you know, like it's, you know, the focusing and all that stuff, you, you have to, did you ever read, um, oh, the book by Ma Malcolm Gladwell, um, the tipping point? No. Is that what it's called? I, I have not read that one. I, no. I'm like blanking right now, but it's the one about where you have to do 10,000 hours to become really proficient in something. And that really, at least for photography or maybe, and for, you know, I feel like your craft, like you have to, you have to do it to be in it to, to really get good at it. Like you have to just go all in. So when you look at someone's feed or their website, you know, that stuff is all curated. It, it's, it's like the, the best of the, you know, the cream of the crop there. Absolutely. And it like, kind of ties into comparing your beginning or middle to somebody else's like end. Right. Yeah. So like you just said, like you've been in the industry for, um, how long Janae? 10, 10 years? Yeah. Over 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, your, your work is going to be a lot different from somebody who's been in the industry for two years, but I mean, if you compare yourself at two years to them at two years, like maybe it's going to be more similar. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a thing too. Like we usually, um, there's big influencers in our world, right. In the wedding industry or in the creative industries general who have, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of followers, and they have been around the block a few times. Um, and we, we tend to compare ourselves to them, but it's like, we're, it's not comparing apples to apples. And so I think it's going to um, just hurt us. So I like to recommend to people to not be afraid um, of that mute button on Instagram. Like you don't have to unfollow them, especially if you know them like personally, um, you know, maybe people in your local area, but you can totally mute them, mute their, mute their uh, like main posts and mute their stories. If they're making you like, it's not their fault, but like, if you feel yucky about yourself when looking at their work, like I wouldn't be afraid to use that mute button and like protect your mental health. Oh, I think that mute button is a really important, <laughs> I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's such a good tip. And I think people listening like, whoa, are they going to know? No, no one's going to know. You know, it's like that, um, 
Nobody's going to know. Exactly. <laughs> the, the TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> How are they going to know? No one's going to know. So if you, you so let's say you're friends with someone and every time they post, you like roll your eyes, maybe it's time to mute them and you're like a little happier <laughs> next time you're on Instagram. Or, or if, if someone, I had to do personally speaking from experience, I, I think maybe, maybe last year or, you know, not, yeah, maybe a year or two ago, like I went through my Instagram and unfollowed a lot of people just because I was feeling much, you know, imposter syndrome and also, uh, you know, not good about myself because I was seeing where they were, what they were doing. So I really cleaned up my Instagram and I'm much happier because now I just interact with people that I really want to see. And then I get more inspiration versus comparison, you know? Yes. No, that's so smart. And it's so important to recognize that we're all in different stages of life. And that's obviously like going to affect our business too. Like, um, you know, if you're in like the childbearing years and you're having babies and taking maternity leave, like you're not going to be able to be out and like doing all the style shoots, doing all the weddings, like it's going to be a little slower for you. And I think that it's in those moments of feeling like you're missing out that things like that, like might creep up on you um, when you didn't expect it. So definitely hitting that mute button. And I mean, 2020 was rough, like, um, you know, across the U S things were being handled differently from state to state. And so maybe in some States, like I'm in California and, um, it took us a while to get back to, um, uh, semi-normal, like we're still not there yet, but then looking at people in Texas, uh, or Florida, I was like always jealous, like, oh, they're, they're out doing weddings. You know, I wish I could be doing that. And so that's even a time when you can, um, hit that mute button too, if it's kind of like making you feel some FOMO. Yeah, no, great advice. So good. So now that we know what it is, what imposter syndrome is, and why we have it or how we can get it or why we start feeling it, you know, how can we start to overcome imposter syndrome? Yeah. So, I mean, going back to the point that you made that feelings are not facts, I think that's huge. Like, I want to put that on a huge poster and like put it in my office. Um, so, you can remind yourself. Um, when you think, oh, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, yes, you do. Like you've made it this far. Like you do know um, how to do what you're like your craft, right? So let's just say photography. Like, um, yes, you know how to take photos. You have a beautiful portfolio. Like stop, stop telling yourself that you don't know how to do it. Like you just look at what you've already done and take note of like all the compliment accomplishments that you've had this far. And like, you didn't get there by luck. You didn't get there by chance. Like, you know, a thing or two. Um, so that would be like number one, mm -hmm. um, number two is to stop comparing. Yeah. That mute button on Instagram is great. Maybe even, you know, don't <laughs> go on the app as much if, if you need to. Um, so stop comparing yourself to others and just looking at it through a more like analytical lens. Like we said, like Janae has been in the industry for 10 years. If you've been in the industry for two years, you can't compare yourself to her. It's just not fair. Um, and then number three, remember that it's like the really smart, high achieving people who do deal with imposter syndrome the most. So literally the fact that you recognize it in yourself says a lot about you because people who are like true imposters, like they really don't know what they're doing. They don't feel that way. Like they don't notice. And so the fact that you feel this way and you can recognize it, let that like be a testament to like how good you actually are. Um, because the, the real, like, I don't like to use the word fraud really, but like the real frauds don't recognize that they are. Yeah, I actually kind of like how where this is leading in a way that if you feel imposter syndrome, it actually means that you're doing something right, <laughs> right? Because you're yes. like high achieving, you're on the path that you're supposed to be on. And yeah, you're maybe having a little self-doubt, but 
after you listen to this episode and you now know what it is, you can shake yourself out of it and be like, wait a minute. I, that means that I'm doing something right. So let's reframe it. And how can I make it like better? And I think I love that. I feel like we're helping people to see if, that. If you are feeling imposter syndrome, it probably means that you're not living in your comfort zone, right? We mm-hmm. all know that growth doesn't come out of staying in the comfort zone. Um, growth comes from pushing past that, getting uncomfortable, trying new things. And so if you are feeling imposter syndrome, it probably is a sign that you're doing something right because you're trying something new and you're growing. Yeah. I love that. You don't grow from being in your comfort zone. It's such a good, smart takeaway for everyone listening. You know, if it didn't scare you, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. I always love that quote when people say it to me. It's like, if you're not afraid of raising your prices, then uh, you're, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> you know, you, you should be a little nervous to do it because it means that you're doing something right. You know, you want to keep pushing yourself, more education, believe in yourself, raise your rates, um, you know, own who you are. I feel like it's such a, it's a funny fickle thing. You know, people get so, uh, work, you know, feel worrisome or they're not, they don't believe in themselves. It's like, no, I like what you said. You're here for a reason. You know, people believe it. You can do it. So I love that. Yes. And, um, confidence all does start with you. So if you have confidence in yourself, it will instill um, the feeling of confidence in you for other people, right? Like people are not going to trust you if you don't even trust yourself. So it mm. all has a stem from your own sense of um, self-worth and ability. And I mean, if you want to incorporate like a daily practice of affirmations, like that's a great way to do it. You know, write down all the things that you know you're good at um, and all of your accomplishments. Or if that feels like funky to you, um, you know, maybe pop on like a really positive podcast. Um, you know, getting in like that right frame of mind is a great way to kind of um, make steps towards feeling more confident in your abilities. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I was just going to ask you, I mean, are there any routines or mantras? I'm big on affirmations or, you know, sort of processes that we can use daily to help us get over this roadblock. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I I used to be like a huge Rachel Hollis fan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, me too. And- yeah. And um, so she she always would recommend um, writing out your goals as if they'd already happened, right? So like I run a half a million dollar business. I, you know, whatever, like I retired at age 35 because I was so successful, whatever, all these things that like are not true yet, but writing them as if they are. And I feel like that actually like subconsciously really like tricks our brains into like being really positive instead of saying, I want, I want, I want, like it makes it much more like real and in, in our subconscious. Um, so I, I do that. And then also, um, you know, staying away from like negativity and things like that can creep in, um, in unexpected places. So like the music that you listen to the shows that you watch, things like that can like kind of creep into our brains. So like, you know, blast that Lizzo (laughs) and you know, she's, she's all about positivity and like just sing along. And I mean, that can um, get you in a great frame of mind, just telling you yourself that you're a, you know, badass (laughs) girl, like you could do it. Um, yeah. And like I said, it sounds funky and it feels really silly, but you get used to it and it helps. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that you did that. So I used to, I don't like her anymore, but Rachel Hollis. So I yeah. loved her book <laughs> and um, yeah, I do that too. One of the, I think one of the best things I did learn from her was to write down your, your goals in the, in the uh, present and uh, future tense. Like I have, I, I, I want, you know, I will. 
Yeah. Or, or I, um, so I, for me, I do like, I, um, I work with the uh, wedding planners that I, you know, dreamt of working with, or, um, I've lost 25 pounds and, you know, kept it off like stuff like that. And it actually retrains your brain. You're creating these different and new pathways to positive thoughts. So instead of saying, I'm never going to lose the weight, or I'm never going to work with that planner because you start each day, well, I start each day writing this down, like writing down my top 10, you know, dreams or goals. It's like, it puts you in a really good mindset and it really, the whole day is like your oyster. You know, you can, it, you get to pick and choose. And I, I really feel like it really puts you in a great place. So I love that you said that. And I love that you do that too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm with you on the Rachel Alls thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Um, I think it also like sets us up for creating like habits and like things throughout the day um, to make those things a reality. Like um, just weight loss is a really easy one like to visualize. So like I lo- I've lost 25 pounds and kept it off. Like you start thinking like, oh, what would what would somebody who's done this like actually do? And you're going to reach for the salad instead of the hamburger kind of thing. Like you start making choices based off of this reality that you've already created for yourself. So like um, as far as like business goes, you know, like having the confidence to reach out to that planner or whatever, because you know that like future you, future successful you, this is something that you would do in order to achieve that success. And it just kind of like comes a little bit more naturally, um, you know, and it's again, all like kind of in the subconscious. Like, I don't think it's something that we think about or like intentionally do. It just is a natural um, thing that happens. Yeah. Well, your subconscious is working all the time. And that's the whole, that's the great thing about it is that you don't know that it's working for you. So if you start doing stuff like this, uh, where you write down your goals in the in the future tense, in the present tense. And then if you're doing daily affirmations, which I really um, believe in, we've talked about a bunch on the podcast, it will start to retrain and reframe your brain where subconsciously you're just not even worried about imposter syndrome, where you're just focused on yourself and you're focused on your happiness and other people like it just really disappears. It goes away. So I, I can't recommend it more, you know, highly enough. And if you guys listen to the episode with Maria, you know, that's really what we talk about a lot, changing your mindset. So I would highly, I would recommend that too. If you guys are listening, um, want to pick up another show. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love for you, um, to give our listeners, um, we're all about tangible tips and actionable items here at T with Janae. So, you know, can you share some tangible tips on how to recognize imposter syndrome and starting working on overcoming it sort of like on the go? Yeah. So I would say um, if you are experiencing like wins in your life or in your business, followed by um, feelings of doubt or feelings of, um, you know, self-worth issues, like that's probably imposter syndrome. Or if you feel like all of a sudden, like, you don't know what you're doing. Um, but in fact, you've been doing it for a while, like that's imposter syndrome. And so literally just like going through all the steps we've already talked about, like in recognizing where it might be creeping up from, um, and kind of tackling it head on. So, um, things like reminding yourself, like, yes, you do know what you're doing and you are worth it. Like, stop. Um, and then taking out of your accomplishments. So, I mean, you could literally go back and look at the last six months or a year and be like, like make a list of all the amazing things that you've done. And I'm sure there's quite a list. Um, and then, and then stop comparing. I mean, 
that's, I feel like stopping, like not comparing yourself, like, especially through social media is like more of like, um, a, an offensive, um, stance to take instead of defensive. Like it's, you're going to avoid feeling imposter syndrome, but I mean, it can still creep up. I mean, you book, you book an expensive client. Um, and then the next week you feel like crap about it. Like, <laughs> um, that's not necessarily coming from comparison. It's just coming from yourself. So, um, I would say just listen to this episode again and <laughs> go through, go through all of the steps. Yeah, no, that's super. I think that's so helpful. I think being on the offensive for not even having to deal with imposter syndrome is really, really great. So hopefully you guys listening picked up a couple of great tips today from Taylor and you know, from what we shared and hopefully that'll help you and you'll be able to knock this right out of the park and just never have to deal with it again. I'd be good. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, no, you're not alone. Like if you have felt yeah. this way, like, again, you're in good company, like it's the high achievers who feel that way. And so just tell yourself that. <laughs> I know. I think if that's the biggest takeaway anyone can get from this episode is that if you feel imposter syndrome, it means that you're a high achiever and you should pat yourself on the back for that. So good job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that. Well, Taylor, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services and say hello online. Yes, I would love to say hey. Um, on Instagram, I am at Taylor Petrinovich. It's P-E-T-R-I-N-O-V-I-C-H. I know it's crazy. Um, and then my um, podcast Instagram is at The Level Up Co. Um, and I would love to have you come listen to the podcast, especially to Janae's episode. It's uh, Level Up Your Wedding Business. You can find it in all the major podcasting apps. Podcatchers, actually, that's what they're called. Isn't that funny? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I um, recently went through a rebrand. So my, my podcast used to be called Level Up Your Wedding Film Business. I realized that it was more applicable to the wedding industry in general. So um, if you're a photographer, planner, videographer, listening to this. I would love to have you come listen. Obviously I'm a cinematographer, so you'll kind of get my perspective on things, but I, um, I talk a lot about like branding, marketing, and like business growth. I love that. Yeah. And all this information will be in the show notes. So you guys can just swipe on up and give Taylor a follow and say hello to her online and let her know you listen to the show. And I would love for you guys to go listen to my episode. We talk all about wedding submissions. Um, so you'll get some good insight on that. So Taylor, thank you again for being here. This was so much fun. I hope to have you back soon. Thank you, Janae. That would be great. Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a big shout out and a huge thank you to Taylor for being our guest today. I'm so happy that you were on the show. I'm so glad that we talked about this topic. And I really felt that after we chatted, I felt a sense of calm towards imposter syndrome and how to use it in a way that is actually helpful. And knowing that that means if you experience it, you're kind of a high, a high achiever and you should use it to your advantage. So thank you, Taylor, for being here. If you guys want to find out more about her company, um, her cinematography, her coaching program, and listen to her podcast, just swipe on up, click those show notes, and let Taylor know that you listened to today's show. Well, I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye, you guys.